This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, a.k.a. King Shit of Fuck Mountain. He is Tyler Louder, a.k.a. She is Becky, the Queen of Gifts at Gift Master Bex. And of course, we are joined by the one... The only, the stand, the man, the myth, the legend, Antonio, aka the Manscaped Defender. <laughs> you know, I got to wear the shirt tonight. I mean, we just came in the mail yesterday. Nice Manscaped shirt. Manscaped came through and dropped the bag on the boys. So make sure you pick up that lawnmower 3.0 with skin safe technology. It's waterproof, great body, and everything your balls could ever want. <laughs> but let's, <laughs> let's. You know what's really nice? I really like that Manscaped sent a professional photographer to take an advertising photo with you, Malik. That's really nice. <laughs> expect that. Uh, expect that in your favorite magazine coming out tomorrow. Oh yeah, that that was a nice photo. I uh, got the whole family involved. They did the makeup. You know, the kids did <laughs> Aww, the lights. How cute. But enough about me and my balls <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the episode uh before we get into that anything interesting happened to you guys this week you don't ask us that anything anymore cool? no he did last week <laughs> no he didn't he asked us and then becky went to go answer and he skipped it no no i don't. answered but then he don't decided fall to be for a the dick. trap i'm opening the floor does anybody have anything they would like to share um, life in quarantine sucks the only thing i'm looking forward to is the nfl draft other than that don't give a or anything else. NFL's not coming back to next year, bro. Well, the draft is still happening on Thursday, mm-hmm. so no one cares. It's a week. It. It's a week draft class. No, I'm a sports writer now, so I gotta pay attention to that shit. You're a sports writer now because you got a degree in sports journalism. I mean, my do you have a job at an accredited uh, at an accredited news agency? <laughs> my minor is sports management, so I mean, like that's your minor. Right there, right? When, when do you yeah. graduate again? I well, technically. Listen, listen, I have another podcast called 224 The Basement, and we review movies. Are we movie critics? Professional movie critic, yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast is in development right now. We recorded two episodes, but none none of it has been released yet. I'm just breaking your balls. I'm just breaking your balls. I'm very proud of you and your new podcast. And really, I, I think I speak for all of us here when we say, that we're very proud of you and we're just waiting for you to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Move on to bigger things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, I just going to so need you to focus 100%. Episode, I'll be resigning after this. Mm. <laughs> to a fake retirement like Bananas in episode one. Yeah. Facts. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We should have a good one. All right, it's time for the challenge. Season 35, episode four. 
The challengers return from purgatory. They are still reeling from Jay's win over living legend CT. Ha ha CT. <laughs> ha ha CT, you got eliminated by loser. <laughs> With the upset of the century, Jason CT home and this game has just been flipped on its head. CT has a way of always influencing the game. So with him out, this is anybody's game right now. Can I can I touch on this real quick? Because Absolutely. I saw people I saw some people online and everything starting to call CT overrated. And here's what I like to say to those people. Uh you're fair weather. You probably came from Big Brother. Uh you haven't been watching this man. This man, CT, changed how the game was played. Without CT being as dominant as he was 15 years ago, people wouldn't be getting in shape to come out on these shows. They would just be showing up drinking. But then one day, friggin', I don't even, Achilles himself showed up to dominate the challenge, looking like a Greek god, and just was dominating everybody, including your favorites, such as Kenny, Evan, Wes, Bananas. He was physically dominating everybody. And to say he's overrated is just a bad take. It means that you don't know your history. You need to, you know, you need to learn up, go back and look. And that's all I got to say to that. I also agree with you. The people who's going out of their way to bash CT right now are just fucking idiots. He has done so much for this game and his ride isn't over yet. The only thing I got to say is I don't honestly think it was the biggest upset in challenge history. I don't think it was an upset at all. I think like that's the one thing I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with that. But CT is not overrated. CT is a physical specimen. CT terrified not so much anymore because he's definitely mellowed over the years but he used to people would tremble when he would walk in the room pissed off i mean they just need to go back and watch the season where he smashed adam's face in i don't remember which season it is off the top of my head but duel two yeah That's it. go back and watch the duel two you'll see prime crazy scary ct well adam should have kept his mouth fucking shut adam should have minded his did. business That's one. So. Kyle welcomes Jay to the BCT club. Ashley tries to recruit Maddie, and Maddie agrees, I guess, vocally. I guess they have a little handshake deal. Uh, how do you guys feel about the, uh, the Ashley-Maddie link-up? Bad bitch link-up. Bananas, kick it off for us. Ashley and Maddie, it's a gruesome twosome. Well, first I want to say is that Kyle forgot, you know, Bananas, because Bananas also beat CT in elimination. 100%. So Puzzle. Um, Ashley and Maddie, I mean... Oh, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What the fuck you just say, Tyler? Yeah, in a puzzle. So he beat CT in a puzzle? He beat him in a puzzle. Isn't CT a god that puzzles, though? So he beat CT in a puzzle? I was just making sure Antonio was 100% correct when he said bananas beat CT also. Thank you, bananas. You may continue. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. So with um, Ashley and Maddie, I do think they're the two females in the house that really don't have much numbers. So I, them, you know, joining forces, I kind of saw it coming. I do think they're going to, they would need to rely on each other because they're both like outcasts, I would say, in the female group. So not not a shocker there. I mean, I think that if they, I just don't think that they trust each other. Even during the interaction, there was still a hint of just unease when they were talking. So I just didn't see them lasting the entire time because it just didn't seem like it was serious to a degree. So, I mean, 
if they got together and really were able to work, it would be amazing. You've got brains, you've got brawn, you've got intimidation. It's just a lot going on there. It would be a great team if they could keep themselves together. You know, this pairing, I, I agree that it's uh, they don't really have anywhere else to go almost, it seems. Even though Maddie has friends in this house, she just isn't shown with all of her friends. Working with, working with somebody that is at the bottom is the smartest thing I think you can always do, as long as it's not public. Like, if I was ever on the show and everybody was talking shit about somebody, I'd wait till that person walked to the bathroom and be like, hey, I got your back, okay, no matter what. Because that's a number that nobody else has except for you. So for Maddie, it's smart. It's really smart. For Ashley, it's desperation, but she needs something. You've got to start playing this game, and I'm glad she's finally doing it. Absolutely. I love this Ashley and Maddie hookup. Those two needed to get it done. I'm sure those two are going to be together for the rest of the game. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the meat and potatoes of the A block. Bear tries to fuck Kayla. Do you fancy me? I would never, ever date you. No, you would. I live across the world. I would never trust you. It's so important to stay in the game because I'm still getting to know Kayla. And if I go back giving her a kiss, I don't think I'll ever be able to sleep. It's really unfortunate. It really is. What's unfortunate then? That you're a great looking guy. That's really nice. I, I like your personality. I, I like that you're obnoxious. When you wake up, do you think, oh, we're not bears then? No. I mean, bears trying. I mean, you gotta give the guy credit for trying, but it's, it's not going well for him. This is a problem. So, bear tries to put his moves on Kayla. Kayla is able to resist his irresistible charm. And in a desperate attempt to impress Kayla by being the bad boy. Or fireman. Yes, exactly. Or fireman. Bear decides to spray the room that Kayla and several other challengers, including a Ashley, Nani, and Tori, with a fire extinguisher. Now, shockingly, very shockingly, most people wasn't pissed about it. Most people thought it was funny, and I was actually kind of shocked that, you know, they're just like, yeah, it was an asshole thing to do, but it was kind of funny, and nobody was really tripping, except for one person. That person was a millionaire Mitchell. She didn't take kindly to Bear's action. I just want to impress Kayla. I think Kayla likes a bad boy, and she might look at me and think, cool, he's a bad boy. Or a fireman. I definitely think Bear showing off for Kayla, but unfortunately for Bear, you might be killing her or suffocating her, so you're gonna have to try a new trick. Oh, Don't hit me. No. punch bear so i spit everything all of this dust that's in my mouth into bear's face my face is filled it don't with that oh, where i'm from you spit in my face that's like punching me okay that is disrespect and i don't like it Ashley, hello Ashley spat in my face earlier not gonna go on about it it was a bit much right uncalled for it no he just put toxic chemicals in my mouth i'm sure you had worse bitch <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 
it gets very personal with me. If you attack me, I'm gonna attack you harder and lower. Don't come for me, I won't come for you. You need to sit down. Go ahead, hit me so you get kicked off another side. So you go back to jail. Recently, I got in a little trouble. I decided to drink and I got in a car. I woke up in the hospital and then later I woke up in jail. It's not something I'm proud of. And then you open up to somebody and they throw it in your face. Okay, let me tell you something. Don't. Let's see. Let it go. They go back. Go to prison. No. We hear as challenges. And it looks like she spit on Bear and didn't get booted. She did. She pulled a. <clears throat> she pulled a puck. God damn it. Why, you, why would you do that? When well, you know I was going to say that. You were clearing your throat. I, clearing I thought you forgot. Throat. I thought you forgot. <laughs> I was trying to help. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. It out. But Nani isn't pleased with everything. Nani hates. Nani and Anissa are the same. They hate everything. They hate rainbows and sunshine and general oh goodwill. God. So out of this whole fracas, we have Maddie versus Ashley. And we also got Maddie versus Nani. Now, let's talk about this for a while. One, I think Nani just needed some camera time. She said, oh, somebody's fighting? Here's a good way to give me some camera time. She jumps in because she has done absolutely jack shit this whole season, except try to fuck Asif. So. Uh, try? I'm sorry? She made out with him. She didn't have sex with him. I mean... It's just, this is a big not brother. We've seen they have 24 hour cameras. Like, I'm, if Nani wanted to hook up with a new guy, I'm sure she Do hooked up with a new guy. You know how many, like, night cameras I'm sure they have programmed in there? I'm sure we'll see it once situations if, happen with Bear and Kayla. So, I guess we'll see then. Let's talk about Bear. What do you guys make of Bear's behavior at this point, spraying everybody with the fire extinguisher and being extremely unapologetic about it and kind of just antagonizing everybody who is a victim of this vicious, vicious assault. Tyler. I mean, he was just trying to put out a fire. He thinks Kayla's, you know, she's fiery hot, you know, so he's just trying to put it out. <laughs> what he's trying to do. Oh, God. You know, and I, I, here, when, when this whole thing happened and the bear was going on a situation, I looked to my wife and I said, I already know what's going to happen on the podcast tonight. And Tony and I are going to talk about how Bear is hilarious and we really liked yep. it. And Becky's going to tell us that she didn't like it at all. And that's what's going to happen here. I'm going to say it again. Bear was hilarious. I thought it was so funny. Which way am I going to go? It, it depends. You jump in between and you make, you're, you're like dad. You make one of us feel better. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, you, and you rotate back and forth <laughs> to like make it all work. But, no, but like, he no. always disagrees with me. So he's going to go that's with not Bear being That's not true. I give you props and props do. I agree with everybody that was mad in the room, and I agree with everybody that thought it was funny. Like, I thought Jordan was going to punch him, but then Jordan didn't, and I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. I don't know what I would do. I think that's because Tori was in good spirits about it. Tori was just like, yeah, it's an asshole thing to do, but it was kind of funny. I guess they're all bored, so. It was hilarious. It wasn't just funny. It was TV gold. I mean, and that's what Bear is. Okay, wait, 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 stop, stop. We have to stop using the phrase TV gold. I'm tired of it. I feel like it's associated with bear, though. It is because <laughs> bananas associated it with bear. Come on, just anything else. I've been calling okay. it TV gold since it gets the annoying. very first okay. episode. Exactly. You're right, you're right. We can be better. We can be better. All right, TV platinum. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh God. I wish this was Skype and, it, and I could still boot you. 
right, anyways. <laughs> Gift Master Bex, what is your take on Bear's abhorrent behavior? I mean, okay, I can see the comedy in it, but I also yeah. can see the damage Ooh. that something like that can do. Let me be mom and say that you don't know what people have in there. There could be people with asthma and other types of problems. There are smokers in there. They might have lung issues for all you know. That shit's dangerous. Those chemicals are not something you should be putting in someone's face or mouth. That's not cool. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I think that it, it could have been very damaging to people. I totally get why they're upset. Um, I, I don't know how I'd react if something like that happened to me right away initially. I'd probably be pissed, but then I'd probably laugh it off. Now, I, you guys can, you know, put me in check if I'm wrong. I feel like this is the first fire hydrant situation we've had on MTV's type of show since Real World Cancun when Brawny chucked the fire extinguisher off the balcony. They had to stay like, in the hotel. Yeah, out in that hotel. I have not seen a fire extinguisher get used. And you know what's crazy? When he looked down that hallway to get that idea, he was just like sitting there in the middle, just like, take me there, <laughs> grab me, use me. Extinguish <laughs> Kayla's fire. Jesus. Well, honestly, though, I do think if it was that bad, they would have kicked him off the I show. think that's the only reason they didn't. It's because nobody really got hurt. I think if more of the cast complained, it would have been more of an issue. I would like to think that I would be closer to Tyler on this one, where initially I would be mad and then afterwards kind of laugh it off. But if I had to think about me just sitting in there and that happening to me, I probably would have been super pissed. And I will probably be putting a million dollars on the line right afterwards. From a producer standpoint, if you only got Ashley and maybe Nani throwing a little bit of a fit, and then Ashley spits on them, and you, I, I can see letting them both stay. I think you would need a lot more people complaining to consider kicking them off. Or maybe something a little bit more dangerous. It just seems like a really asshole thing to do. It is a fire extinguisher, so give them, give them a fine for him. Give them a percentage fine. So, you know, uh, you know, 10%. So he knows not to do it again. No, yeah, I heard he got fined heavily for this incident. Okay, that's, that, seems, that seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, I think that's appropriate, I guess. If you had, if you had to give him something, a fine is worth it. I think a fine is worth it. Well, also, real quick, I just wanted to say, I apologize, Malik, I didn't want to cut you off, but I wanted to say this. Also, you saw the picture, the view afterwards, and the entire room was covered. So this is someone's bedroom. Can you imagine? They can't sleep in there. So I'd be pissed because all my belongings are now covered in fire extinguisher. I think it was a common I, I, there area. There looked like beds in there. No, I think it was, it was a, a couch. Area. It looked like a, like a lobby of some sort. Like a big couch. But I, here's another thing to add before we, we get one more thing we can get out of this. Of all the houses for this to be done in, it's an underground bunker. Worst Where there's one. no windows. There's no ventilation. <laughs> Any other house, it would have been fine. <laughs> but this is the house. Yeah. Continue, Definitely of course, Bear. <laughs> this is what you choose? <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. In the midst of this huge argument, Maddie flips. <laughs> now, Maddie and, and Ashley get into it. And I can't help to think, like, 
Why did Maddie choose this hill to die on? If you're not that pissed about it, who cares if she's throwing a fit? You just made an alliance with her and you choose to blow it up. What is your guys' take on Maddie's behavior during this whole thing? And let's go ahead and include the fight with Nani about it. Well, you know what? We don't got to include Nani. Nani just needed some camera time and decided to jump into a fight. But <laughs> what's up with Maddie blowing up her new made alliance? Becky? I think for Maddie, it was respect. Uh, you don't spit on somebody. It's, it's the most, it, in every way, it is the most common way to tell somebody that you're worthless and that you're bottom. If I spit on you, you're, you're trash, you're nothing. So that is... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but is that not an appropriate response to get sprayed in the face with a fire extinguisher? I mean, I, if it's a way for me to get back at you because I know I can't hit you, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I would react in that situation. I definitely would be pissed whether or not I'd spit on him or maybe towards him. I, I can't really say I, I wouldn't, but I can't say I would either. I understand where she was coming from when you're pissed and you're just like, have this happen to you, you make bad decisions. Uh, and I think Maddie was out there trying to say that that is not a decision that anybody should make. There should never be a point where you spit on somebody because that is just not appropriate. Um, I can't say whether it is or it isn't. I would like to say that I would be able to rise above it, uh, but I can't say that I can because I am the queen of petty, and if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you. Speaking of Patty, Ashley decides to fire back on, on Maddie by bringing up her DUI that she caught. Clap back. Bum, bum, bum. The spitting was foul. The fire extinguisher was foul. Nani needing camera time was foul. <laughs> this whole, the whole DUI thing really took a nasty turn because that's very personal. A lot of these fights are are on the surface you know and everybody knows that a lot of these people fight like cats and dogs all day but once the cameras go off everybody knows what time it is the bringing up of the dui seemed to be really really personal and it got to maddie but in this situation it is a game you're in a fight was this fair or foul antonio two wrongs don't make a right the way i see it and i do and honestly, I do think bringing up personal outside stuff that was never involved in the challenge shouldn't be brought up at all. I mean, what's not in the game, leave it out of the game. I mean, the, the, the issue here is I love Maddie and I love Ashley. I love them to death. I love, they're, they're some of my favorite people on this season. Maddie did start it by basically call, calling her out and slut shaming uh, Ashley for apparently taking more toxic stuff than in her mouth than a fire extinguisher. So she did the low blow first. And I guess that's where Ashley retaliated and low blowed back again two wrongs. Don't make a right. Antonio is very right in that case. We're bringing wow. out all the old mommy and daddy adages. Uh, Wait, say that louder again. We're bringing back the mommy and daddy adages. No, no, that no, 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 that, <laughs> if somebody that. jumps off a bridge, you ain't going to jump <laughs> off too, are you? But, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, two wrongs don't make a right. It's inappropriate for both of them. And I get it because Ashley got low blowed. And in the end of the day, I think Ashley doesn't care about being slut shamed. She's like, yeah. And yeah, I slept with them. And yes, I did this with them. I don't give a fuck. That motherfucker sprayed me in the face with a fire hydrant. <laughs> 
but not fire hydrant with a fire extinguisher. Sorry. Tyler. You know, I, I think everything's fair uh, in this situation. They both were talking smack to each other. And here's the thing. If you're going to get upset about somebody calling you out for your past, then you feel guilty about your past. You know, you're going to, you shouldn't defend it. Like she should, like, I understand where people are going to maybe hate me for this. And they're going to say like, well, she had no right to talk about that. You know what? If, if you don't want people to talk about your past, don't go on to reality TV. Like don't do something that big. If you don't want people to talk about it, because all you're giving them is ammunition. And as soon as you decide to be disrespectful to somebody and they clap back at you and you're not woman enough to take an insult back after you gave one, I'm sorry, but it, it's all fair. What she said was fair. What Ashley said was fair. It's not like, it's not, it's, it's not like she like wished death on her horse. You know, she, <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? You know what, Tyler? Hmm. I am 100% with you. Uh, if you didn't want your shit being brought up, you probably shouldn't have said a goddamn thing. You opened your mouth, and don't be mad at what comes back to you. Let's go ahead and move on to this daily. Today's daily is going to be called... Today's challenge is called Cold War. Yes, it is going to be very, very cold. First of all, you guys are going to be divided into teams of five. Now, each team is going to be separated into two groups. You're going to have three divers and two breakers. So, here's how it's going to work. Begin. One team is going to send their divers into that ice, cold, freezing water. Your goal is to release puzzle pieces from the floor of that water. Then, once the puzzle pieces are released, you will solve that puzzle right over there as fast as you can. All the while, two breakers from an opposing team are going to be breaking ice up and sending it down this chute the entire time you're in that water. Making the water even more unbearable. So if you don't freeze, then the team with the fastest time will win today's challenge and all five of you will form the tribunal. My favorite part of this was when they walked in and the first thing TJ says, instead of like, hey, hello, good morning, how are you? He just goes, this one's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys are aware, you're walking into hell. Yes, this one definitely did suck. What were some of you guys' favorite moments from this daily elimination? Becky. I mean, <laughs> the fact that Wes, ingenious as he is, decides to pee the water to try and warm it up. and Everybody's like, I don't care if I'm swimming in pee. It's warm. <laughs> that honestly is the funniest shit in the world. And obviously right after, of course, Johnny jumps right into the pee water. So, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Tori being OK with swimming through pee just makes me wonder about her and Jordan's entire home life. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on over there between that and Instagram live. It must be popping over there. Antonio. Um, I mean. I kind of like laugh at Nelson like freezing. It's kind of fucked up, but I mean that I is very fucked funny. up. It's oh really messed up. That should look serious. That should look serious. And he was in there for mad long. He wanted to win. He had the will of a champion and stayed in there. And you are going to laugh at him? Mm. I mean, yes. Banana stands. Damn. No, like, <laughs> I, I hated one thing. About the elimination, about the competition. Nobody asked you what I you hated. hated. I asked you what you liked. Well, I wanted to mention I, what I hated. I wanted to start it off on a positive note. 
Yeah, right, and you're sitting over here saying you're happy people get hypothermia. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? God. <laughs> Something wrong with you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Tyler, what were some of your favorite moments that didn't involve somebody's health being impacted? What I liked is the... Well, I already told you what I liked. was TJ. That was my favorite part of it. Like, And then also, my second favorite part was when they were trying... Well, I forget who it was. It was like the second team was trying to solve the puzzle. The first team. And it was taking them forever. Like, Fessy, Rogan, could not figure it out. And TJ just starts laughing at them. Like, like out of nowhere. Like, he doesn't have to laugh. It's not trivia. He's not, like, casual. But they're struggling with a five-piece pyramid puzzle. And TJ just lets out this laugh. And when TJ laughs, it puts a smile on my face. I think my favorite part was most definitely Bananas handing the reins over to Anissa to get this done. He put, He knows that. Anissa is a veteran. He knows that she isn't, you know, the worst at puzzles. They did a lot with the heavy lifting, and he put it in Anissa's hand to get it done. And Anissa did not disappoint, and I really like that. I know Anissa isn't the strongest competitor that we have, even though she's a beast in eliminations, and anytime she could get a little win like that, it always brings joy to me. So the part that I really disliked about it has to be Corey, Kyle, and Bailey quitting uh i didn't like that they didn't even give queen bailey a fighting chance and it doesn't seem like they really tried you got nelson in there freezing himself halfway to death having you know having to go to the hospital and these guys didn't even try i felt like it was just utterly pathetic we'll be back in a moment you're listening to love war challenges what's good uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Antonio, you love negativity. What did you hate about it? I mean, the clear thing I hated was how each team didn't have the same temperature going in. The first team, it was like, what, 65 degrees? The last team that went in was like around 50. That's a big difference jumping into water. I mean, the first few rounds have major advantage. And I just hated it because, you know, it should be an equal, fair game for everyone. Really, yeah, but, think about it. But, but normally... Control the... Control the, the... Temperature of the water, that sounds like a tall order. Well, normally, though, whoever goes last, normally whoever goes last has an advantage. So this was a nice twist on it that going first was an advantage. But it also, it also made everybody else change. I mean, we saw Tori in them, and they were like, don't put any ice in there, because we're in next. Like, you know, like, yeah. we saw the strategies like that. I don't know. I, did, I just was, like, kind of, like, I was, like, curious to say, oh, maybe they were, like, heat up the water somehow or like wait a little bit for it to get i don't know what was the temperature when nelson and them were in there uh 50 some like, degrees it was yeah, like high 50s low 60s i think like 57 yeah that's not cold sorry yeah, but they yeah, but water, they, they didn't they didn't get their pieces out though so we don't know how long they were in compared to everybody else true we could assume that the timer was 20 minutes because that's a typical timer um nelson's reaction reminded me of if you go back to gauntlet three when they did that challenge where they had to jump in an ice, like an ice bath inside of a freezer, there was an ice bath. They had to jump in, sit in there for five seconds, get out, and next person went. And Danny decided to go on longer to try and strike a deal. And then when he came out, 
way too long and the vets were throwing the mission, he was like shivering and could not get up at all. And that's what it like reminded me of. These freezing challenges, they scare me. Like they're like if I was a competitor, I would hate to do them more than like I'd rather run a final at that moment hungover than go through that. But a challenge like this, it should have been like a beat the clock one. Once your time like past the team like the best team, just get out of the water. There's no point if you keep trying, you know? Production. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, think that they know. The, in, but the production knows needed. who's winning. They, they know who's winning. Hates me okay. right now. So Bear, oh, Bananas, me. Casey, Big T, and Anissa gets the win. We all know what happens when Bear wins. He gets annoying really, really fast. The one team to get this done the fastest was Team Full. Big T, Casey, Anissa, Bear, and Bananas, congratulations. Oh, who's the winning team? Oh, is it, is it my team? This couldn't have been a better challenge for me to win. Bananas and I are taking this one. This is up to us. We have the control in this tribunal. When Bear wins, it is obnoxious. Shut up. That was so easy. Almost like he's never won anything in his life. Oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't. Oh. Now, the rest of you guys are losers. As losers. So, when we get back to the house, Kyle approaches Maddie. And when he does this, he regurgitates the same shit about Ashley that Banana says. And he tries to get Maddie to vote in Ashley. When the fight happened with you, it kind of made things a lot easier. You obviously see what went down. Yeah. It'd be super for me to go after anybody else. Exactly. No, no, I get Because you've already proven I can't trust you. I don't, I don't trust her anyway as much as she's my friend, right? I don't trust her because she's always went on different lines and she's like a social chameleon. She just sides with the power all the time. She's always worked on different sides. I've seen her come into games and then adapt with alliances and end up making a final. It's annoying. Everyone start like is on your side over it. So if you lead it, people will side with you. Ashley, I know I seem like a sassy, bad bitch all the time, but I still got a heart. And I might have been the one girl in the house that could have had something with you and you just threw that away. I think we've got the votes. Cool. 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 Let's do it. What do you guys think is Kyle's motivation to get Ashley out? I mean, it seems like he's Bananas puppet in this whole thing. Well, I mean, this is this is smart because the best thing to like if we're being realistic about this, the top tier competitors, male and female, are pretty much mafia bosses every season. And bananas is one. Kyle is, you know, his his little wingman, his right hand man. Capo. And you gotta make what? A capo regime. Okay, thank you. Uh, and he's gotta make his guy happy. He's gotta make his top dog happy. And you know what? If he wants Ashley out, I'm gonna help him, I'm gonna help that go through. Maddie, this is what we gotta do. And Kyle, Kyle, this episode played amazing. I liked everything Kyle did this episode. He was very smart. He was he was always thinking about himself while making it appear that he was doing things for others. It was smart because he's making Maddie feel better. Like Maddie and Ashley just fought. And he's like, I got your back, Maddie. Still got your back. We're still teammates. Let's vote her in. I got you. I mean, I agree with Tyler, but this is something we've always known about 
Kyle, he's very good at politics. He knows what to say to everybody. And it's just one of those things. He's very likable. I mean, I don't like him, but, you know, I'm not on the show, so I don't matter. (laughs) He doesn't get my vote of confidence, but that has nothing to do with anything other than saying he's great at politics. He knows how to make friends. He knows who to sweet talk and when to do it. So he played everything really well. All right. So a little bit of good news. Nelson returns relatively unscathed right before nominations. So let's go ahead and get into it. Kyle is the first one to kick nominations off. Um, There is one name that keeps coming up, and I feel like she should have the right to defend herself. I'll take it, Ashley. I've already had a confrontation with you, so my vote tonight is for you. My vote is going to be for you as well, Ashley. And the reason being is I just thought, like, what happened with Matty, for me, that wasn't, like, cool. You said a few things that were really, really below the belt and I didn't really respect that. And I do love you as a person, really got along with you. I'll go next. It's no secret, Ashley, that you and I are friends. I just feel like this season, I just, I just don't know, like, I can't trust you anymore. My vote's for you. If all the girls are gonna turn against Ashley, that's not gonna be good for me. I don't need her as an ally. I don't need her as my friend in this game. Moving forward, I'm done with her. Honey, if you can't trust me, who in the hell can you trust? Definitely not your boyfriend who's been going around the house trying to hook up with every other girl. I mean, it just goes to show D will align with anybody. Um, and I don't want to upset him. Well, I just know that a lot of girls in here want to go against me because they think I'm smaller and weak. But you just better hope to God you get down there. It's not a puzzle and it has nothing to do with brains. I might be crying now, but you can ask Nani last season. I was crying before my elimination. I pulled it out, so let's go, Ash. So, overwhelmingly, Ashley is voted into eliminations. There was a lot, I mean, pretty much everybody voted in Ashley, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was Dee saying she can't trust her and pretty much just cuts bait. What do you guys make of of Dee just distancing herself from Ashley, saying she doesn't need her, she doesn't want her help, and just throws it all away? Becky. It's a smart move for this particular situation. Uh, She hears what everybody else is saying. She's going with the crowd. um, And hopefully, I think what she's trying, well, what she's hoping to do, in my opinion, is throw all this dirt on Ashley to get it off of her. Because she's already have quite a few people calling her all kinds of things, shady and a snake and a backstabber herself. Do you so feel I'm like sure. this will hurt D in the long run? I think it will hurt her. Yes. I think she is going to be targeted still. I think this is also going to hurt her in future seasons, uh, especially if she does future seasons with Ashley. I think this is something that's going to be very well remembered. I don't know if I like the way D's playing politically this season. I think she's 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 trying to do too much, I think. And I think this is just her being a new champion that maybe she's just a little smelling bit too her own stuff a little much. All right. Antonio. Yeah, I definitely agree. These being a little too cocky this season, but with her calling out Ashley on this, I think it's a high risk, high reward move because if Ashley comes back, let's just say we don't know who Ashley's going in against right now. If Ashley comes back, I think these are next target because she basically just 
her number one, I would say, her number one female, I would say, is now her number one enemy. And we've seen how Ashley can easily rally votes on her side. So if Ashley were to win this elimination and, and it wasn't against D, I think D would have been the next target. But D lucked out. She beat Ashley. And I, I just, I don't know how it's going to play out for D. It's going to be tough. I really wasn't a big fan of how D played this. Um, she needs to have as many friends as possible. And she pretty much just kicked Ashley to the curb probably when she needed her the most. If you wanted to vote for Ashley, just vote for her. You don't have to throw in all that extra shit. All it's going to do is make her feel some kind of way. All she had to say was, majority is going Ashley, so sorry, Ashley, I know we're friends. I have to vote you in. I agree with that's you 100%, and, and that's all that was needed. That extra is all you did is make yourself an enemy for future seasons, because Ashley is going to remember that shit. Let's go ahead and move on. I don't know if you guys realize, but just in any challenge season in general, a lot of people get mad when they get voted for with an explanation. Usually, if you just say their name right away, it's swept under the rug. If you get like a whole minute saying, oh, I'm sorry for doing this, that's when they get mad at you. Exactly. Hey, I'm voting for you because you're a terrible fucking human being. People do get tired at that shit. Yeah. Moving on. We got Club Night. The only real big thing from Club Night to talk about is Bananas showing Big T the game. Now, this is by far my favorite, favorite part of this episode. First off, I like Big T. I think she's likable. I think she has a great energy. And she's always, she, she's funny. She's fun. And, and usually very positive. She just wants to do well and perform well. And she really is a rare icon of parody when it comes to the challenge. She just wants to compete well and have a good time and, and just show everybody that she brings something to the table. And even though, I don't know if Bananas was serious while doing it, but he did take it to the side and he showed her some game. And she went and ran with it. And she did a great job doing it. I mean, don't get me wrong, Swaggy and Bailey haven't been the worst at doing it, but she really stepped up and probably accrued more favors in return for, for keeping people safe in this episode than a lot of the rookies done all season. So I loved this scene. Loved it, loved it, loved it. How did you guys feel about Bananas taking Big T under his wing? Tyler. This really makes me want to have the challenge have a coach's season where we can have like eight teams coached by eight different veterans that are there to collect a performance. You know, they show up, they get a fee. And the reward is if your team makes the final, you get to join them in the final to win the money. I think it'd be a great season to have. And for me personally, what I like is like Wes is, you know, mentoring D and Bananas is now going to maybe kind of mentor Big T. If the show is going to stay for another 35 seasons, these guys aren't going to be around forever. So they got to give us more talent. And if they can seek it out, you know, they got to. And essentially the challengers themselves are the scouts. The vets know who's going to be good on this show. Yeah, I definitely like that idea. Kind of a uh, the ultimate fighter only for the challenge. Or something like the Fresh Meat Combine. You can make a season out of it. I think a lot of people would tune in for that. Antonio, how did you feel about your dad taking another surrogate under his wing? Outside of you. I know there might be a little bit of sibling rivalry (laughs) when it comes to you and Big T. (laughs) But how do you feel about it? Talk to us. Uh, I mean, um, before the season started, I wasn't really a big fan of Big T. I'm still not really sold on her. But... 
I just like seeing like bananas mentor people because we really haven't seen seen in full force in a while. It's like I don't know. I mean, yeah, because he's probably been gone early on in the last few seasons, so we really haven't seen it. But just to see him be play his true game and just take over, you would love to see it. You know what? Big T and Josh have the same amount of elimination wins. Congratulations. <laughs> just, wanted, just wanted to bring that up real quick. Becky, Jesus. Big T, what's your take? I, this is something that's pretty normal for Johnny. Johnny likes to take rookies under his wing. It helps him build alliances and people who are going to back him for the future. I, I think he just sees it as, um, you know, padding his resume and also padding it for future seasons for himself, that he's going to have more people protecting him. So... I got to give it to him. He did an amazing thing by going to Big T. I think he also sees Big T like a lot of us do. She just seems to be so energetic and fun. And I love the fact that she set up a little office in that little corner of the bar and went, come sit with me and tell me what. And she held court and she was strong and she was intimidating. And I loved every second of it. I, I stand Queen Big T. All right. Before we get into the tribunal interrogations, there was a lovely scene of Bear confessing his love for Kayla. Again? Again. Is the dead possum going to come alive this season? Because we're still waiting. Listen, it's not a dead possum. It's a possum playing dead. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I am? I'm, I'm starting to fall in love with Kayla. Is she still awake? Is she still there? She can't. She's laying there right now. Is she? Yeah. Let's fake laugh then. <laughs> fake laugh with me. <laughs> oh, Bear, you're so funny. Oh, you're so and sexy. I love Kayla so much because she's funny, easy to get on with, very pretty. She's the type of girl you can go out and walk the dog with, you know? Between us, earlier. Kayla comes over to me and goes, Bear, please don't leave. I miss you. So, is that what she said? That is such a lie. Leave what you want. <laughs> don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Oh, don't say nothing. <laughs> don't fact oh. <laughs> check. Should we, should we ask her? No, no, no. Oh, my God. Hey, no, Kayla, no. did you go up to him and tell him that you were going to miss him? He asked me if I would care if he left, and I said, absolutely not. Oh. That's not. Jenna, isn't that a horrible thing to say? Keep me out of it. I have never, ever met anyone as persistent as Bear. I actually respect it. It's crazy, but I respect it. If she didn't have a boyfriend, it would have already been done. So, <laughs> we get it. Bear is into Kayla. He's he's trying to give her some, some UK sausage. <laughs> At what point does it go from persistence to being kind of creepy. Becky, how do you feel about Bear's repeated attempts to bed Kayla? I mean, for me, like me as an individual, as a woman, it's creepy. I, I think he's, it's like borderline obsessed. Like, it's like, I've already turned you down a bunch of times, bro. Leave me alone. Uh, it's the hunt. It, it, well, yeah, obviously. He's gotten every single girl very easy. She's the first one who's kind of put up a, a fight, I guess is the best way of saying it. It is not but, the best way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's she's putting up like that she doesn't want it. But, you know, I can see past it. I know she does. 
But I think that he's not used to girls giving him more of the cold shoulder. No, no, no. And I think that makes him want it more. Uh, I think it's kind of creepy. I don't like it, but I can tell she does. And I think she's the type of person that likes that kind of attention. Uh, Some girls are like that. That's what they want. They want guys to just chase them around. And we'll see how that plays out for both of them. All right. Antonio. Mr. TV Goad, uh, persistent or creepy? A uh, little bit of both. Um, am I? Do I like what Bear is doing? No, but it's good TV. It's something that's going to keep us into, especially since we saw the trailer. Uh, and we know what happens. It's definitely, it's definitely going to like. It's a good build up to what's going to happen. So that's why it's good TV. But other than that, I mean, if I'm in that situation. After the first no, maybe I'll try again. If the second no, that's when I just walk away. But you know what? Try it for someone else. You know, Antonio, this is a perfect time for me to teach you a lesson as an older individual to a younger one. And no means no. <laughs> so the first no, it means no. Now, not like that. No, no, no. I know as a 20 something year old white male, this may be hard for you to understand. And I know you're in college, so it's very important that you do understand. So I'm picking up girls at a club. Antonio, I'm okay. No means no. <laughs> I think Antonio is usually the one telling people no. I am. <laughs> Who? He's I... so popular with them gray sweatpants. No, no, I mean like in bars. Who are you so telling no to? Is that the only person you say no to? <laughs> I admit when I go out to bars. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're just dripping in it. Tyler. You're embarrassing him. <laughs> He's getting all red. I love it. <laughs> no, because I know few people are going to listen to this, and then I don't want to deal with those people that are going to listen to it. It's just persistent. And the reason why it's not creepy is because she's kind of flirting back. If she wasn't flirting back, then it becomes creepy. But, I mean, you can't play tennis unless somebody returns the ball to you. You know? He's not just whacking balls on his It sounds like he's playing racquetball. No, I shouldn't have. No, yeah, no, no, he's no. Not, he's like, Actually, he, you should have said that. And uh, speaking, speaking of, of balls, God damn it. Promo. You see me going for it. Why are you interrupting me? What the fuck is wrong with you? Do it. Anyway, speaking of balls, I want to take a minute and talk to you guys about the Manscaped 3.0 lawnmower. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. So, when it's time to take care of your family jewels, make sure you use the right tools. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and approved Lawnmower 3.0, which is waterproof, has a cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls, including mine, are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped Advanced Skin Safe technology. Any of you guys ever cut your balls before? All the time. I just cut my balls all the time. Listen. <laughs> I I have... I do not have the most steady hands, and I am uh, a nicker, so... I, that sounds bad. <laughs> Don't use that. <laughs> I'm saying like I nicked my. Oh my god! Don't use that. Listen, please. Kyle Larson. God. I'm not gonna sit here on my oh own my podcast god. while you call me a nicker. 
I am not a nigger. <laughs> no, seriously, God, please. Oh my God. That's exactly where I went. Like, me and you why, in the same place. why is it always me and nobody else? It's always me. Listen, listen. We use nicker as a term of endearment. It is not your word anymore. You nick your own balls. You know what's not going to nick God. my balls? God. <laughs> oh, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Which is great. Lord help me. <laughs> so, anytime that I don't want to be a nicker, oh, I just use the Manscaped 3.0. Make sure you get yours now with 20% off and free shipping when you use the code LWC. Once again, 20% off and free shipping when you use the code LWC. And make sure you guys remember, especially you, Tyler, Black Lives Matter. God Back to the episode. Dude. <laughs> I may be from the Midwest, but I do not like NASCAR, okay? Like, that's not... Oh, God. When he said it, when he said it, I was dead. I'm like, it's totally going to go there. Malik's totally going to run with this shit. You know, and you did. I, I, can only, I can only work with what you guys give me, and you have given me gold. <laughs> Tyler is Dude, radio I, podcast gold. Uh, I need Jesus. <laughs> You're not gonna find him here. Let's go. Ahead, <laughs> let's go ahead and get back to the episode. Uh, all okay. right. I'm now serious. we are on the tribunal interrogation. So the three sit down to decide who they're gonna bring in. Have we got a rough idea? The three names we're gonna choose. I've got one name. Me too. Um, it begins with D. Yeah, mine, yes. mine as well. Uh, here's the deal. D is arguably playing a more snaky, more manipulative mm -hmm. game than Ashley is. She tried to get bananas out the other week with Ashley. I think she's fake as hell. Yeah, yeah. OK. Besides D. Tori said she wants to go in. Yeah, she doesn't want to go in. So yeah. And I figure the third girl would be Maddie. So we have D, we have Tori, and we have Maddie. Easy, man. I'm going to put the names up on the board. OK. OK. All right. So it looks like Maddie. Tori and D are going to be the top choices to face Ashley if they're not going to jump in. Now, let's talk about how this interrogation goes. Maddie comes in and she says straight up and down that she's not trying to go in. She's willing, and if she has to, she will, but not her first choice at this time, which is really weird because as great as Ashley is, I don't really think she strikes fear into a lot of people when it comes to eliminations. Next up is Tori, and I think Tori just, I think she just shits to bed with this one. You know, she wants to go in, but, but only if it fits her, so no puzzle. So if you see something that looks like Tori might do good in, then you could put her in. But if, it doesn't look, but if it doesn't look like she will do good in it, then don't throw her in. Um, Big T, once again, makes another play to try to get some more favors, but Tori does not commit. She completely fizzled out for this one. Next up is going to be D. D wants to go in. She wants to get her hands dirty and bloody. And Johnny brings up the fact, because this is a five-person tribunal, he brings up the fact that um, D was siding with Ashley to throw him in, and she just straight up admits it. Straight up admits it. So... I don't really think this tribunal interrogation really worked out for 
it didn't really work out for Tori, but it may have worked out really good for Dee because she wants to go in and the way she played it, she played arrogant and that she wants to go in and fuck something up. So she looks like the, she looks like the likely choice. How did you guys feel about how these ladies play the elimination? And we're talking about Dee, Tori, and Maddie. Antonio. I think, I'm sure Tyler's going to agree with me on this. This was probably the best tribunal we ever that we had this season because the people in the, the people in the tribunal asked the right questions. They said the right things. When you're in the tribunal, you have the power. See, this is what bothered me during this whole tribunal. Tori and Dee went back to the house and said, oh, they're power hungry. So what? They have power. They should be power hungry. It's not, it's not their fault that no other tribunal before them was power hungry. Every tribunal beforehand was like, oh, you want this? Okay, sure. You want that? And then CT was like, yeah, I'm just going in. I don't care what you say. This is the only tribunal where the right things were said from the people in the tribunal. I mean, given Maddie, Tori, and Dee, they all said what they needed to say. Maddie said, is that my time? Okay. Tori said, if it's anything physical, I want to go in. And Dee basically said, fuck all you guys, and I'm going to play my game. All right, Tyler, what did you make of this tribunal interrogation? I mean, I, I agree that I feel like people are finally starting to take advantage of having this power. They're doing it the right way. The only thing that I didn't like from this, and let's focus on the tribunal themselves, I didn't like how Casey was so quiet. Like, I guess she's a rookie, but she just won you know, another reality season. She's supposed to be this powerful force. I don't know if her gameplay is just to sit back and not do anything. But she could have easily sent herself into elimination if she feels confident in her skills. I know she's an athlete. I just wish that she would have gotten more talking time. And yeah, I agree. I, I thought Tori played this bad from the aspect of, hey, if it's a puzzle, don't put me in, which is also key for, hey, if you want to get me out and you see a puzzle, that's your chance. Right? Like, why give them that moment and be like, I've been doing puzzles this whole time, so throw me in whatever. I don't care. Just because if you want that red school, you got to go in sometime. You can't be, you can't just pick and choose. And for D, I don't know. I liked what D did here. Surprisingly, like I liked everything D did here. I know like she didn't get like the best, like say you're sorry and just buckle up. But she, she was showed confidence here and she didn't back down. And she, I feel like she got like she what she wanted out of the end. I do feel like D definitely won this. Gift Master Bex, how do you feel about how this tribunal went down? Uh, I honestly think that the people in the tribunal, uh, did run it properly. They did what they had to do. They made sure that they were in charge and that they were asking the right questions. Uh, when it comes to the nominees, I think the only one that really played it properly is Maddie. Uh, cause she was up front. She's like, I really don't want to go in, but if you guys want to send me in, I'm not scared. Uh, Tori went in and she's like, I thought we were friends. What do you mean you don't want to give me the elimination that I want so I can get my red skull just so I can bypass everything? So that was really well overplayed. She really depended way too much on this friendship card and trying to tell them that they were power hungry. They have the power, honey. You're supposed to appeal to them, not the other way around. After the tribunal, the interrogation part, Maddie and Tori run back, and they feel some kind of way about their treatment. 
They are on the biggest power trip ever. Just, she just literally said that. Dude, they came at me so hard, and they're supposed to be my friends. They're trying to intimidate me, trying to make me uncomfortable. But this is not my first rodeo. I've done this for three seasons now, and I can hold my own. I feel like they're threatening me in there. Like, oh, yeah, I did feel very threatened as well. Like, they're 100%. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. they're, they're making a move tonight, and it's... I don't feel like any of them are my friends. They don't have any friends, and they feel like it was an interrogation. It was D. I don't think it was Maddie. I don't think Maddie said they were power hungry, or did she? No, it was just D and Tori. So after the tribunal interrogation, D and Tori run back to the rest of the cast, and they feel some kind of way about how they were treated in tribunal. They felt like everybody was trying to use power on them, and they felt threatened, and that they didn't have any friends in this interrogation which to me just struck all of the wrong chords because if this isn't what you was expecting when you went into interrogation, it boggles my mind to what were you expecting? Uh, I didn't like how they came out. I think they came out as, to me, they look a little bit bitchy and they look weak. It, it looks like a weak move to come out and complain about this kind of treatment. Becky, what's your take on that? I mean, I agree. I get that they felt some kind of way, but that was on them. Uh, the tribunal asked honest questions, and they were upfront about it. They weren't going to baby them. They're not supposed to. That's not how this game is played. I honestly think that they're both being really extra about it, and I need them to both pull back because their egos are getting a little bit out of control. Antonio? So D and Tori were both in um, tribe. They were both in those meetings prior to this one, and the first female elimination where D was in the tribunal and Tori was the one like fleeing, uh, I guess. I don't know what we call her, but and in that tribunal, there wasn't really much going on. So I guess their expectations were kind of similar to what they already experienced, and now basically they're going through a complete one eighty. So I guess maybe that's why they thought they were power hungry, and Maddie didn't. I mean, I don't know. But just Tori and D were just being ridiculous. I mean, use the power you got. Use the knowledge you got. I, I mean, I get, I get the whole thing of like, all's fair, you know, let them use their power. But it's the same thing. You got the knowledge that this group of individuals is very power hungry and they're going to do whatever they can to cut deals. If you didn't like it, just go ruin it. Go tell everybody, hey, they try cutting a deal with every single one of us. Why not? I, mean, I think that's already like expectation, I feel like. Because that's like the most common talk. It's like, oh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. If that doesn't happen in a tribunal, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, 100%. I do understand that you can't always give up everything in a tribunal. You can't make a promise to everybody. And I respect the fact that you say, I'm not going to agree to that because I don't know how things are going to shake out in the long run. So I get that, and that's fine. But I also wouldn't find that to be grounds for complaining like a child about being asked questions in, in, in a tribunal interrogation. It just seems childish to me, and it makes them look weaker than they should. But let's go ahead and move on. It is time for purgatory. The alarm scream, the lights flash. The five-member tribunal steps up. None of the ladies, none of the three ladies, decide that they are going to take on two-time champ Ashley Mitchell. Completely blows my mind. Because to me, all three females in the tribunal 
I think that this would be a prime time. Yeah, it's dicey, but you might not get this chance again, especially, especially these three, Big T, Casey, and Anissa. You don't know when you're going to win another daily. Anissa isn't a daily beast like that. So for them to let this opportunity slip by them, I thought was just horrendous. Uh, I, I disagree. Sorry. You can go. No, no, you disagree. Tell us. Why do you disagree? Because I, I think the three of them will definitely get a chance to go in again. You look at Big T, she doesn't... All three of them aren't threats, really. Casey's a rookie. And as we've seen prior, rookies are the first ones to go. Anissa's an old vet. And she, honestly, with this cast, she doesn't seem like a respected vet that people fear. And um, Big T, she's, she, does, she doesn't look like a dominating force. So they're going to put the three of them in and act like layup. So they definitely can get a chance. And honestly, this is a luck comp, believe it or not. Like, they're just hitting pots and then putting seasons in order. It's, it's a more of a luck comp than anything else. I wouldn't want to risk it. And they did the right thing. Here's the biggest thing. Now that we have this new twist and rule, anytime it's your gender's elimination day and you don't send yourself in and you're in the tribunal, you're scared. That's how I look at it. You're scared to go home. What are you there for? You're there to get into a final. The only way you get into a final is by beating somebody. And the best way to get into a final, get into an elimination is winning a daily. You win a daily, you send yourself in. I think this was, even though it's luck or whatever, it's agility. It's still, it's still agility. Like you still have to be fast and you have to be strong to move that dice around. And then you have to be smart at the end. Yes, it's risky, but if you really wanted to go in and get something and make sure you got your matchup, like this is, they're just scared and they want a specific matchup. They want a specific game. And that's where I think Malik's right. If Casey wants a hall brawl, well, a lot of girls want a hall brawl. Tori wants one. Maddie wants one. I'm sure Jenny wants redemption. So you're not going to be a guaranteed to get into your specific elimination. You got to take your shots when you can. I saw it. I see two big dice and these hanging like plant holder things. It doesn't look like anything I want to do. All right. Well, if none of you want the opportunity to earn that red skull, let's get your votes. Big T, what's your vote? I want to utilize this power, but there is an absolute struggle in my mind about which name to say. My vote tonight is for D. Anissa? I'm going to go with D as well. All right, so that's two votes for D and Casey. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, vote for D. Bananas. I'm gonna give it to D. I was actually concerned that we were gonna come in and it was gonna be something physical, which I feel like D would have had a really good shot at winning. Seeing it being something this janky is gonna put D at a disadvantage and it's gonna put Ashley at an advantage. Bear. D, get your ass down there, come on! All right, let's go. Uh, my take on that is, none of these ladies in the tribunal has won any daily so far. So just judging by this, they may have, best case scenario, one or two more chances if they go in. There's not enough chances for everybody to win a Red Skull. It's going to be like the island. going to have some people going off on a boat, and some people are going to be standing there watching them launch. You can't let any opportunity get by. If you have an opportunity to throw yourself in, you throw yourself in. Because 100%, if you do not throw yourself in, you are scared. Now. Today's elimination is going to be called 
So tonight, you're playing Codebreaker. As you can see, there are two giant wheels. Each wheel has five rings. To begin, you're going to spin that first ring. Whichever symbol it lands on, you have to go find the corresponding tile, which is hidden in one of these pots. Now, how are you going to get up there and break that pot? You're going to use this die as a stepladder. So you're going to have to roll it, step up on it, break the pot, get the tile. If it's matching, you're going to bring it back to your playing board. If it's not a match, then keep on smashing until you find the correct one. You're going to continue this process five times. Once you have all five tiles on your playing board, you will flip them over. And on the back, you will find seasons of the challenge. You have to name these seasons in chronological order. I'm from Australia. You guys don't air the show in Australia. How the hell am I supposed to win this? The first person to chronologically order all of their plates will win tonight's elimination round and earn that red skull to run my final. All right? Good luck. Good luck, Good ladies. Luck, so this is going to be a puzzle. A great elimination. D is able to get the win, but not with a little bit of carrying. Keep going. You're not out. You're not out. Fire. Where's my fire? How is D going to put five different things in order without any idea what any of these shows are? She's got a couple of minutes before Ashley makes it back up. But I can put them in order. Inferno, Rivals, Cutthroat. Okay, stop it, man. Am I competing against D or am I competing against Wes? I understand that Wes and D are friends, but me and Wes are supposed to be friends too. So why would he give the game away to my opponent? Check. Not right. I get down to my last two tiles and I am just trying random orders because I can't hear Wes anymore. People are shouting over him, so I'm left alone at this stage. Inferno, Cutthroat, Rivals, Excess Bloodlines. Check. All right, you win. Good job. Good job, Good job. Good job. Good job D. That's my girl. Now, there's some people who say D beasted last season, and it gets they get really offended when you say that D got carried. What do you guys make of Wes? coming in and pretty much winning this for D. I don't care how you put it. He won this for her. D loses this elimination without Wes's help, without Wes solving this for, for her. That's my take on it. What's your take on it, Tyler? I think that you potentially could be right. Uh, it's hard to argue against that fact. D did say that she had two of them that she couldn't hear Wes on, and she still had to solve it. So, yes, Wes kind of gave her some and everything. However, you know, people were cheering for Ashley during that elimination, and maybe they were just highlighting it because they don't... The, MTV doesn't want Wes just to be the good guy, you know? So they wanted to make him a bad guy. But everybody was probably helping Ashley find out where her pieces were, you know? In the long run, Ashley even said one of her pieces was, like, d buried after it fell. I don't even know if she would have been able to find it in this time. I, I think it's, it's going to put an asterisk next to Dee's elimination win, though because Wes had to kind of help her out in it. Unfortunately, it's not going to give her as much credit as she should get. All right, Gift Master Bex. I was listening to the answers that Wes was giving her, 
he was actually giving her wrong answers. <laughs> he was actually putting, uh, he gave her the wrong order uh, a bunch of times. And that's why the, he, she actually had it in the order that he was giving it to her in. And TJ was like, it's not right, D. She's like, yes, it is. And she's, he's well, like, no, it's not. I think that's not. because he didn't, have all, he didn't have all the pieces. So, you know, she'll say three pieces. He'll tell him. He'll tell her to put it together, but not knowing one or two pieces fucks the whole thing up. Yeah, because I heard the order he was giving it in, and he's like, it was this, this, and this, and I think he did, like, um, was Inferno, right? I think he was putting, like, Rivals, then Inferno, and then uh, he was doing, like, Rival, or no, it was, like, Cutthroat, Inferno, and then Rivals. And I was like, no, wrong, wrong order, dude. <laughs> I know this order. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so basically I think that, yes, she had a lot of help. I do not think she would have been able to put the combination together as quickly without his help. Like, I think she had guesswork in some places, but yeah, I, I don't think it was fair. But this is something that's normal. It's happened every season. Uh, Georgia was helped by one of the other team members. I want to say it was Theo uh, during World of the Worlds 2, which is why she ended up being beating Esther. Uh, because her numbers were completely wrong. Like her, what she, she had something that was wrong and they helped her. This has happened multiple times. So whether it's fair or foul, I guess it depends. I guess it depends on who you like and whether who you wanted to win. Uh, but this has always happened. So it is what it is. Antonio. I think this is Wes's redemption. Cause, um, what was it? Roll the world one. When he had to help um, Nani, he lost it for Nani. And now he's like, you know what? I have to help another female win, so I'll just help D. So now he basically he balances himself out. But oh, honestly, though, I do hate it when people get involved. Because as we've seen, also World of Worlds 1, when it was Bananas and Morgan versus Zack and Zahida? Is that, is that his partner? Yep. Yeah. Literally, you had like the whole house help Zach and Tahita tell people where the state, where the countries were, and in a competition, fine. But in any elimination where that happens, it's annoying. It's frustrating because it should be just person versus person or team versus team. No outsider should get involved. I am inclined to agree with you. When everybody else is on the days and and they're yelling out, helping them out, I'm kind of okay with that. This one seemed a little bit more icky because he was mainly doing the heavy lifting that decided the outcome. This wasn't a, this wasn't everybody yelling something out. This was him giving her the specific answers that she would not have got. So this one didn't sit right with me and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, but D did get the win and she beat two time champ millionaire, Ashley Mitchell. Now, I mentioned this earlier tonight, but Ashley is going out a little early this season. She went to the final last season, went out early the season before, and won the season before that. So this is the epitome of having a roller coaster over the past two years and four seasons. She goes back farther, too. She went out on episode one of Dirty 30, and then she won yeah, the season before that. Season but she quit. On. That's she quit. I she didn't get put but, out. But still, but still, but still, right but still. She's making the final next season. We got money on it. But look, it's it's kind of the same thing. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Left, right, left, right, A, B. 
A B A. Skirt select. But what does millionaire Ashley Mitchell got to do to even this out? I mean, she is obviously a great, well-rounded competitor, but she has these these great feats, and then she falls. Great feat, and then she falls. Makes a final out within three episodes. What is it that's going to take to even this out? Antonio. A steady alliance. I think every other season, she finds herself either without her main pieces, and she's scrambling. And that's what her main downfall was. If she can have a steady alliance in every season, she'll be a good player. She has a good social game. She know she always aligns with the right people. But when those people, you know, don't do the next season, she gets fucked. And that's and that's that's what her downfall is. Yes, getting fucked is all about downfalls. <laughs> Tyler, what's your take? She just needs more time. She needs more rest. You know, this is like, I, I, I literally compare her to Wes. She is the female version. Like, West's counterpart is that just multiple seasons in a row just wear you down, and it's affecting her, and she just needs a long break. And I, Antonio's prediction is probably right, that she's going to come back on season 36, and she's probably going to make a final because she's going to have a long time to get out of houses, be on her own, and then come back, readjust it. She just needs time. The alliance thing I don't think matters because cause she's won with an alliance. She she's made a final without really an alliance. Like she's been a flip flopper. She she's done both. So Gift Master Bex. Um, I just I look at it as she just I agree with the boys. She needs a strong alliance uh that she's always been able to get. I think that people calling her a snake or a backstabber or a chameleon is actually wrong because She's always been very loyal to her people that she has given her word to. I've never seen her outright backstab anybody other than Hunter. But, you know, it is what it is when you have a million dollars floating in your face. But I think that when it comes down to it, she's actually very loyal to her partners and she works hard for her people. Uh, I think she just needs those people that trust and believe in her uh, back with her and she'll be fine with Everything else, she does fine. She's got great social. She's friendly with everybody. She just needs more people to have her back. All right. That's going to do it for us. Episode four, season 35, Total Madness. One hell of a ride. Great episode. Before we get out of here, we have to break down the age-old tradition of completely breaking apart Tyler Lauder's shitty power rankings. All right, so we're going to do the top tier. So we're going to cover the top eight for this one. At number eight, we have Jenny moving down two spots. Number seven, we got Corey. Uh, biggest drop so far at number three. At number six, we got Rogan. At number five, we have Tori making the biggest jump at four, followed by number four, Wes, making the second biggest jump at three. At number three, we have Jay. Number two, Bananas. And at number one, we have D. So, biggest beef I have with, with the top tier is going to be number five, Tori. Tori has been moved up four spots. Sure, she got a little bit of camera time, but she lost the daily. She bombed the whole entire tribunal interrogation. Besides a little bit of camera time, I don't think she really accrued any power because she didn't get any 
during the tribunal interrogation. So if anything, she should have been at the same spot. If somebody got moved up, then you could go up one spot. If somebody got moved out, you go down the spot. But that's about it for me. Uh, Becky, who is your biggest problem in the top tier for the hit list? I mean, I honestly don't have a huge problem with it. I wish Corey was moved out of the top tier, mostly because he's a quitter, and quitters shouldn't be in the top tier. Isn't dropping three spots enough? Uh, no, I don't want him in the top spots at all, because quitters don't deserve to be in the top spots. I mean, I mean, but realistically, basing it on camera time, overall performance, interviews, that kind of stuff, you still feel that way? I mean, I understand why he is where he is. I'm. It's merely me on a personal level thinking he should have gotten kicked out because of it. But I get why Tyler has him where he's at, but I don't like it. But other than that, I mean, Bananas had a lot of screen time. D won the elimination with lots of screen time. Everybody else makes sense. Also with the fact that Bananas had a great thing with uh, helping, out, helping out Big T. But really, the Corey thing is more of a personal vendetta because I don't like quitters. All right. Antonio, how do you feel about this top eight? Um, oh, we're just doing top eight? Okay. Yeah. You can break down well, the top ten. Bear was yeah, nine. Jordan's ten. Who, well, there's two things I want to mention. I think Bear should go where Tori is. At, at five, and then I think you put in Anissa at um seven, so it'll be uh, Bear five, Tori six, and then you slide in Anissa at seven, and everything else just falls back one. Because I, I think you know Anissa played, she won. I think she played, she had a great tribunal, and Bear, she also won, had a great tribunal. It was excellent, good questions. I mean, basically, excellent questions for bananas and. He was basically the center of this episode. He was the main, you know, he was the main commodity in this episode. So, we definitely feel some kind of way about, you know, this list that you obviously hastily threw together, uh, you know, two and a half minutes before the hit list. I really think <laughs> you can benefit from just, you know, a little bit of time in between. Maybe you wouldn't make so many mistakes. But um, what is your thought process? How do, how do you want to address the gripes that we have against this obviously, obviously just terrible, terrible list. Well, not only is it the unofficial official power rankings of MTV's The Challenge, but it is also the most unbiased power <laughs> rankings on The Challenge, and it carries week to week. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have a beef with any... Actually, I have a beef with The Challenger, but I still ranked him very high. What's your beef? So oh. that just shows... Uh, John, I've never been a fan of Johnny Bananas. I've never been a fan of the way he talks to women and the way he, the way he carries himself and everything. I think he's funny. I think he's good for the show. But personally, I wouldn't. I don't think I could have a beer with him. That's how I'd look at it. <laughs> but I think I could have a beer with him. It's a little different. But like, hasn't really been a fan. But, but um, you're still but willing like, to rank him even then. fairly. Exactly. That's my point. And so the whole thing with, with Tori is like, Tori moves up four spots. But let's, let's break that down a little bit more when you look at that. Corey had a bad episode. He fell below her. Rogan had a bad episode. He fell. Jenny had a bad episode. She fell. Bailey wasn't even on this show this week except for quitting because she didn't speak up. So four people above her dropped because they had such bad episodes. She kind of was up by default. It's a bad way to move up, but she still was like sixth most interview time. As far as Bear and Anissa, uh, you know, they moved up five and four spots respectively, which I think is a good jump for them. And for Corey, Corey fell. I agree. Quitters. That's why he fell three spots. 
he could have fell more probably. I won't argue with that. So no, this is a week that we, you guys are saying really doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I don't really disagree with you guys. Your opinions are valid, but I can throw these together in 30 seconds and maybe perfection. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. So. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to thank everybody who took some time to order some merch. We do got some customization going on. We got some drip coming soon. I mean, so far, you guys seen the Christian Dior and the Louis Vuitton. Soon, we're going to have some, uh, some Gucci and Fendi, maybe some Versace joining in. So uh, just make sure you reach out to me if you need those. Also, if you want to take a stroll down memory lane and catch some of the old seasons, I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that has a website that has all of the seasons on there, all 35 seasons and like seven spinoff seasons. Like it is the shit. Make sure you DM me. Make sure you follow at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your Love War Challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear. Make sure you visit youtube.lwcpodcast.com where you can see all of the replays of the hit list and some of the other videos that we put up for your enjoyment. With that said, make sure you guys stay safe out there. Make sure you guys keep practicing social distancing. I can't wait to be around some of you guys again. Uh, some of you other guys, y'all can go ahead and suck a f- And with that said, Bananas, close us out. Oh, okay. I thought you kind of did it already, but I will. I will. Another great episode, Potsters. Hope That's right. Even- it was a great fucking episode. An amazing episode. And you are all welcome for us providing such a awesome episode. <laughs> mainly, mainly it was me, but there's three other people here too. Who 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 are holding their own? Yeah, sometimes. So? <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Love War Challenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the Challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website at LWC Podcast. Com. Make sure when you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, and give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, posters. Peace.